Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Ozen here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. All right, everyone. I am back. It is 2022. This is the first on a tear of the year, and we had to make it special. So I have my buddy Mouse with me. What's going on, dude? Not a lot. Not a lot. So you have done a bunch of shows now. Um, does it get any easier? <laughs> no, I hate doing shows. It's a stupid decision. <laughs> like, really, nobody should do that. Now, is this one more stressful for you than others? Or, like, is there, you know, is, is it a team effort? I think with this one, the stress has probably been on the boss, uh, Rebecca. I feel like she's taken more on with this one than any show that we've really ever, you know, put together. Mm-hmm. She's the one who's been organizing everybody and making contact and getting everything together. Cool. Well, that might be uh, a little bit easier for you then. Oh, yeah, I haven't had to do anything. <laughs> so that's part of a pretty big weekend. They, I mean, I know some people are going to go to the GCW show that Friday, but obviously AIW is running in Cleveland as well with Suzuki. And then Saturday they have the OWA unsanctioned show. And uh, and then Big Stark's brand to close out the weekend. So I'm going to be there uh, for Saturday and Sunday. Um, I'm super excited. Should uh, be fun. Um like I said, it's a very, very um, busy weekend. A lot of loaded shows. It is, and that's like when I when we first heard you guys were going to run. I think it was originally planned for a Saturday, and uh, I was like, I told uh, Justin Summers, I was like, we got to go. I was like, we always talk about it. I was like, let's let's be about it this year. Let's go. Let's check it out. Let's have fun. And uh, then it got moved around, and I and I was like, are you sure you want to do this? He's like, yeah. He's like, we can. He's like, actually, what we can do, he's like, we'll just do a whole weekend of shows. I was like, all right, sweet. That's what I wanted to hear. So I am even more excited now. So, but uh, enough about that. We'll get back to that at the end of the show. Um, So you and I met, I want to say the first time we met was at a UXWA show. It was either that or AIW, but you're probably right. Yeah. And uh, we hit it off and all through the, uh, the pandemic we we had some fun twitter interactions you turned me on to a bunch of interesting shows and uh what have you been watching lately anything anything good uh i've been watching a lot of the that uh Blaker show on hbo um that's been intriguing um and then watching uh the power sh- uh show on stars that has to do with uh tommy i'm okay. watching that oh and i watched bel-air uh, that got really good, like from third episode on. Okay. I can keep people keep talking about Bel Air and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if, if it's, you, uh, you gotta let go of the old show. It's not okay. the same. It's its own vibe, but it really picks up after the third episode. Okay. Okay. I like that kind of stuff. Like, uh, I've been watching, um, have you watched any of Atlanta yet? I watched, uh, previous, uh, seasons. I haven't watched anything newer. The, the new season is really interesting. It starts off with like um, a lot of like, there's a lot of one shots in this one. So like the first episode's a one shot that has nothing to do with them being overseas. Then it goes to them being overseas for like two episodes. And then it goes back to another one shot. And this, this one shot was really interesting. It started off with um, a head of one of the, um, I'll give you a little bit of spoiler, but it's a really good episode. I won't spoil everything. Uh, the head of um, Tesla, so a member of Tesla or something like that, um, was found to like they, they had a lawsuit against them because their family had owned slaves and the person had actually won the lawsuit. So basically they were going to get reparations for what their family had, you know, um, been put through. And it set the precedent. And all of a sudden, basically, everybody was getting sued. All the companies were getting sued. All these people were getting sued. And this random character that they kind of focused on, his great, great, great grandparents had owned a, a family. And this lady came looking for the reparations, wanted his house and everything. And it was really interesting to see like how the breakdown of people went from um, how it really divided everybody. And then it even divided like, everybody that um 
from all their backgrounds and everything. Everybody kind of separated themselves by background when when it didn't matter previously. And I thought it was a really interesting like social commentary on like what would happen if something like that happened. And uh it made me really think. It's really it was really interesting. I did. That's cool. Yeah, it's 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 I need to watch it. I just between trying to edit photos and keep, you know, track of the kids whereabouts because she's got me traveling so much it's hard to keep up with a lot of stuff that's why it's like the handful of shows i'm able to watch actually watch Mm -hmm. yep i i definitely recommend it i I love to hear your thoughts on it once you get a chance to watch it because that's it was it was pretty interesting um trying to think what else uh we've talked about previously oh so uh everybody for some reason thinks that you're a giant bully and i think it it makes me laugh when i hear these things like because I know it comes from a place of teasing, but I feel like there's people out there that like just in passing, see this and then become afraid of you. Uh, like I know there was a couple of people that like were afraid to come talk to you at shows um, because of, of things that they had heard. And it's just like, no man, mouse is the best. He, he's, what are you talking about? Like, what did you see? What, what worried? <laughs> it makes me laugh. Like you have this rep, this such this reputation. And I don't know, like you're just mouse to me. And like, it, it makes me laugh when people like freak out about it. I, I just, I'm brutally honest. And I think some people don't like the honesty, um, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about stuff and you, you always have been like super honest about it and it made me go, okay. I mean, that's, I wouldn't expect certain things that you've, you've said to me, like to be like that. And it's like, okay, but that makes sense. And you're, you're right. So it's not like, uh, you're, you're being mean and, and, and just doing it to be mean or anything like you're, you're got a point. So, but yeah, that always made me laugh. It's like, uh, you know, then you kind of got the, the moniker of like the godfather of Midwest wrestling for a while. And uh, what you might still actually have at this point. I'm just, I just want the area to be better because it should be much better than what it is. Right. The immense amount of talent in the Midwest, like we shouldn't have to wait for other people to come into our area for people to consider a good show happening. Mm -hmm. There's so much that happens here that we need to take more pride and make sure we are the places or the people to see in this area and not other people coming in to this area. It just, it, especially like knowing what I have to choose from around here, mm-hmm. like just the lack of attendance at some of these shows is just very disturbing because I know once upon a time, a lot of these shows were drawing several hundred people. Those people didn't just all die off. So they exist. They're there. It's just a matter of how do you find them and how do you get them to show back up? All right. Well, you have like this innate talent to find uh, all these like great out of nowhere um, kids that are just amazing talents at what they do. I mean, some of the people I think actually from that UXWA show I'm trying to think uh, who came up with it. I know Levi was there. I want to say Cole Radrick and maybe um, Calvin Tankman. And it just, the, the talent that you find and like, they, they don't, they don't miss when, when they get their shots, like Braden Lee, all them guys, they just, they, they're so talented and uh, you, it feels like you just find these people out of the blue and all of a sudden you're like, Hey, this is the person, a book, and then they're everywhere and they're killing it everywhere. It's very cool to see. It's just one, like one thing I was talking to Mysterious Q about is like, I was talking about like how when me and the kid first went to New Texas and I was just too tired to use my camera. So I just sat back and watched their show and how it reminded me of another show that I shoot in Tennessee. And it was just people mixing national talent with their local talent. And then still tipping happened and out walks Brian Keith. And I'm just watching this, like, how is this dude just here? Like, who is this guy? Nobody I've never heard of him. And then as I'm tweeting and talking, like people were messaging me like, oh, I've known about him for a while. Um, Didn't I tell you about him? I'm like, no. And it's like it made me start thinking about why don't people tweet out stuff that they like, stuff Mm -hmm. that they enjoy. Everybody tweets out stuff they're mad at, but they never tweet like, yo, check this out. And like we need to celebrate like people that intrigue us or inspire us and stuff like that. And so like for that point on, it's like 
let me try to put over people more because it's one of those things like anytime I've talked to the promoter from New Texas, like he thanks me because he's like, you just sitting there tweeting made people interested in seeing our show, mm-hmm. which made us do decent numbers on IWTV, which helped grow interest in people wanting to come see it. And then like Mike uh, Bennett said the same thing. He's like, I had no clue when New Texas was or who Brian Keith or any of these people were until I seen your tweet. And then he said he went and looked it up and then he ended up getting booked by them. And, you know, he wanted to work pretty much everybody on their roster. Like I think he ended up working uh, Brian and I want to say he might've worked Q. And then of course that led to like um, Davey Richards wrestling Brian and like everybody just immediately start putting the dude over afterwards. And it's like, once you start hearing his background, like this dude's been wrestling for 10 years, just stuck in the Island that is Texas and Mm -hmm. nobody knew, but it's one of those things is because we don't celebrate stuff. We don't, put stuff over like nobody wants to be the first to discover somebody they wait for somebody to have that buzz and then they jump on that train and then that's when they want to lay claim to something mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh like the rise of uh blake christian like everybody's seen this kid's highlight video that was floating around but it took like aj and i think marco getting in brett's ear getting him booked on gcw and then he was off to the races from there Right. But like, why does it have to take for a GCW or something like that to get somebody off to the races? Why can't somebody just see somebody say there's potential there? Let me see what happens. And like, just book them on a whim because you never know. That person might be the one. And there's not enough of just taking a chance on people. Yeah. I remember when you first tweeted out about Brian Keith. And I mean, once I saw the whole thing, I'm like, this dude's fucking awesome. Uh, I became a huge fan since then. I, I, literally spent like probably the most I've ever spent on a t-shirt uh, for that run of t-shirts. He, they just did. Um, he is, I can't wait to see him again. I got to finally meet him up in uh, North Dakota uh, at the um, uh, time bomb time bomb show uh, when he wrestled uh, Kevin Koo and that match was fucking awesome. He was awesome. I got to talk with him for a few minutes and then uh I guess they're doing a rematch up there again soon. And I just, I can't wait to like get a chance to see him live again. He's like that one guy I want to see like on every show that I go to, because I think he is very entertaining. His style is awesome. Like I I just like, I made uh, a lot of my friends, like we listen to still tipping now more often because of him, because he kind of brought that song back into the wrestling pop culture. Uh, It's like the weirdest thing in the world. Like, First time when we walked in the building, it was me, the kid, and AJ, and he's standing there in a Swisher House shirt. And I think he was telling AJ that he was sponsored by them. And I, like, I'm kind of just kind of hearing this in passing. I'm like, what? And then once I got to know him, he was like, yeah, he's like, they sponsor me. And, you know, sometimes uh, some of their uh, the owners and stuff will show up to the shows. Like when he won the New Texas title, mm-hmm. the owner of Swisher House uh, came to the show. Oh, wow. Like, he told me, like, a day or so later, he's like, yeah, G-Dash was there. It's like, you didn't introduce me? I was like, <laughs> I remember when I first discovered Swisher House. Like, I remember when I first discovered Mike Jones and Slim Thug and Paul Wall and stuff. I'm like, that would have been, like, a thing. Like, even when he was getting ready for his first uh, GCW show in Texas outside of uh, For the Culture, I was telling him, I was like, dude, if you can get some Swisher House people to show up and, like, make an entrance with some of these dudes or something, just get them there. I was like, mm-hmm. that would go a long way in the eyes of, like, brett and you'll probably get booked all the time like if you can let these people meet these people right but but once again it goes along with like people marketing themselves getting themselves out there it's like i think about like what aiw does with their new talent initiative Mm -hmm. like just the whole thought process of that how the first one was just a ploy to get lee to show up because (laughs) someone wanted to see him live like it's stuff like that where people want to see people before they book them kind of but it's hard to get people to show up, but he knew a seminar would get this dude to come out of his house. Like, that's just funny. That's just like, we need more of that. Like things where we can take a look at talent and see if they are the ones that they, we think they are. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Lee, he has um, been one of the, the most fun wrestlers to watch in the last three years um, from me starting to go to AIW again 
and seeing him and be like, all right, I like this guy. And then like everybody tell me, no, he's, he's so good. He's so good at watching him get better and better. His series with Alex Shelley, uh, everything. And then for him to get signed and he got to have his matches with punk with Danielson. And, uh, I just got to see him in Pittsburgh against, um, uh, Mike Bailey. And, uh, that match was just insane. And, uh, he's, I mean, he's, he gets better every time I see him. He's just, just amazing. That's because Lee's probably one of the best wrestlers out there with, you know, less than 10 years of wrestling underneath their belt. Granted, he won't agree to that. He'll fight it <laughs> tooth and nail, but there's not many, you know, younger kids out there, younger dudes, you know, with minimum years wrestling out there that are as good as he is. Mm-hmm. And the other part is he's probably the most humble, hardworking kid out there. Like he's self-sufficient with almost everything he does. Like the dude in-houses all of his designs. He manages his store and stuff like that. And then, you know, busted his ass to get to where he is. But mm-hmm. It's amazing to watch. I hope more kids are watching what Lee did. Like this dude wanted to learn as much as he could. Like I didn't even know about the the Mexico trips and things like that until I listened to him do an interview on a podcast because we had never really talked about the origin story of Lee Moriarty, but it's one of those things about him. Like he literally went down to Mexico to learn to do Lucha Libre. Like how many people have done that just to go train and get experience. Right. I mean, honestly, like he's got that, uh, that path down where it's like, if you just look at what he did, like it's it's a lot of hard work, but if you do that, I mean, that's, a straight shot like he did i mean he just so good and like it's crazy to me to think like seeing him at these qcw shows where there's maybe maybe 30 people and like i always knew it was going to be special the fact that he was there at these tiny shows and i got to you know chat with him after the show and just watch him goof off and and mess around and stuff and just know that like this is going to be really funny to like think back on when he's in a major company and this was like i want to see even before aew was really a thing and it just it it makes me proud and like happy to see how far he's come and at the same time it's like it's so funny that it's like it's just that dude that like used to i used to goof around with in this like gym uh after shows and now he's you know fighting the best in the world it's it's awesome it's so cool to see the thing is he's still the same dude oh Um, absolutely whenever he had that uh Brian Downson match. Um, I went to shoot it for PWI and I'm just sitting there and like in between, like after the match, I shot him a message like, yo, great job or whatever. And he's like, where are you at? And I told him I was, you know, I'm on hard camera or whatever. Him and Darius came up to say what's up to us uh, before the show ended. And like, he didn't have to do that. The kid could have stayed back and catering after a hard fought match and rested. No, mm-hmm. but he decided to climb a bunch of stairs and come and find me. Yeah, he's he's definitely I, honestly he's one of a kind. I mean, I don't I don't think there's anybody that uh, has that combination of being humble and being so successful um, down like that. I think he's he's honestly the one of the few that I've I've met that just blows my mind. Um, but yeah, he still I, he still reps Big Stark's brand. I saw it on his knee pad and. Uh, that's always fun to kind of uh, watch a show. And if you see somebody with one, you're like, okay, I got to watch this person. Cause obviously if I, if I haven't heard of them, uh, it's probably my own fault. So I need to see what they're about. And if they're rocking BSB, then obviously they got that seal of approval. So yeah, there's, it's just like, it's like this past weekend we were in uh, Georgia and there was a bunch of kids like staring at me and listening to me speak my BS and wanting to know how to be a part of it. I was like, whatever you're in. So I think uh, the boss just made them some arm uh, bands for him to be sent out. But it's just it, this whole BSB stuff's so weird to me. It literally started as a joke and mm-hmm. started snowballing. I don't even know. It's like one of those things where you wake up and you don't know how you got here. That's what you get for making jokes on Twitter, man. It's now <laughs> we'll take it I'm seriously sorry, and run I made with a it. Joke about protecting my child at all costs. And being as supportive as LeVar Ball is with his boys. I think that the part uh, that I think was kind of the joke as far as what I felt was the LeVar Ball stuff. But I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, you've we, we've gone over before in person and, and talked about it and everything like you have a good set plan with 
how you take care of the kids, how, you know, how they're looked after. And it's like, I've, I've never questioned that at any point in time. Um, so it's like, whatever, but, uh, I mean, at least to me, it's whatever, because I, I mean, I've, I've, no, I've talked to you long enough. I've no, known you long enough. Like you have a good head on your shoulders for the most part. I, I trust that you have things figured out. So I think that gets blown out of proportion a lot. It's just, you spend enough time around locker rooms and wrestlers and stuff that have done stuff at a high level. Every once in a while, they say something that sticks, that makes sense, that works. And a lot of what I've heard is just things that we apply to the kid and clearly they work. Mm-hmm. Um, one is constantly try to figure out how to learn, find people to learn from. We've done that, um, you know, show up, network, things like that, which she was doing before she even got in the ring. So it's just the thought process of things that I've done that I've applied to the kid. Is any of these kids that float around us that want to listen, I apply it to them. I tell them. It's one of those things like I like like I said this past weekend we were in Georgia. I ended up going on these long tangents about wrestling with these kids and they're all just sitting there listening. Like I'm explaining like how people consume TV and, and entertainment these days. And these kids were sitting there thinking like they didn't think about that because you know, people get wrapped up in ratings and things like that. But it's like how many people actually watch anything live these days? Mm-hmm. Most people just consume it in clips or small bites the next day or a time where they can skip past the stuff they don't want to see. So most people will let stuff in and then watch it. So nothing's like gauged in the way that it used to when I was their age, when I was a teenager, like I had to sit and watch stuff. These kids don't have to watch stuff like that. Right. Like it's just the world's way different. And I think some people don't realize how much things have changed when it comes to anything. It's kind of like even the philosophies of people of how wrestlers were networking or trying to maneuver in the early 2000s aren't the same way now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you could be the best in the world in the early 2000s and get booked all over the place because you're the best in the world. Now, you could be the best in the world and not even get booked because right. you don't have like, that cool move that got gifted a million times or Somebody just doesn't like you because they said something about you on Twitter. So it's just uh, the way that things maneuver and move. Or it's just you are bad at Twitter, bad at marketing yourself. You can not get booked. Like there's so many people that I see that are fantastic that aren't getting opportunities. And a lot of it is they're just really bad at marketing themselves. Mm -hmm. It's wild how that stuff works. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a a couple um, promotions here in Ohio. they're you know lower card promotions like i nobody really on them that i would um say like oh you gotta check this person out but like you know we get, they get some of like the aiw guys will go and work there and um like none of the talent has like a twitter has anything and they're like why why do you think you get stuck in this little area doing these little shows like that's all you want to do is just like you know a random show on a weekend that's it i guess that's what if that's what you're looking for you're, you're going about it the right way but like if you want to actually make it like get a twitter do things like they do some of these people just i mean they don't have anything no social media no nothing no merch it's like what are you doing like oh yeah people are very bad about supplementing their income and stuff like that or just marketing themselves to make more money or get known it's like from day one the kid's mom immediately start making shirts because she knew that she needed to pay for some of this stuff somehow because mm-hmm. you know when you first start your bookings definitely aren't going to do it right so from there it just started snowballing to where her mom started looking at what other people were doing and started the process to start those things like uh, owning the kid's name um getting her own website to where we're not using a big box store like it's like you even see that stuff where people are watching T-shirt printing companies argue with each other or one does something that you don't agree with. And now you're mad at that one. But then the other one does something similar. And now you're mad at that one. And who do you go to? Right. When people should just do it themselves. Go find your local screen printer and pay them to print your shirts. And then you go ship it yourself. It's not that hard. Like literally the kid's mom makes several trips a week to the post office is at the point where the post office knows her like her or the kid walk in there with a bunch of stuff. They, they just know. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The kid makes more margin on her shirts because you're, you know, you're getting a local screen printer to do it 
a couple bucks a shirt, you charge 20 or whatever, you make more versus right. if you go to a box store where, you know, they're doing all the work and you maybe get six or seven bucks off of it. Like you would think that people would try to handle stuff more in-house versus having to be caught in some controversy of random t-shirt company A arguing with t-shirt company B who then decides to work with whatever segment of the world you don't like. Mm -hmm. Now I just feel like we're going on tangents and circles and talking crazy. (laughs) Well, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. Literally all (laughs) I, I like to do on these interviews is just bullshit with my friends. If I can't do that, like, What's really cool is when I first started trying to do these, um, the first handful, like there was people I wanted to talk to that I didn't have any connection to that. I was like, I got to test myself with this. And I kind of mentioned them to you. And then when I reached out to them, they got right back to me. And uh, I always thanked you for it in in the interviews. I got to thank you again, because I feel like a lot of those interviews I got was because of you. I, I just like to have fun on here and like, just try to have a conversation, kind of learn that from, from Justin a little bit. Um, but I just made it my own thing. I don't like, I don't have any like specialty, like last minute questions. I just like to talk and, and, you know, see where the conversation takes us. And, uh, but yeah, just, uh, you know, like anytime you and I get together, it shows like when we run into each other, this is exactly what it is. We go on tangents, we, we bullshit and, uh, it's fun. And it's like, we need to record one. Yeah, I'm very good at tangents. I go on rants all the time. It's always welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> well, I mean, you've you've been around uh, the business for, for for a while, so I mean, like from from the perspective that you see it from, like obviously you you've seen things, you've learned things. Um, I mean, you like you said, you were you were telling those kids down in Georgia, like just going off on rants on them. But guess what? You were you were basically doing a seminar for them because I mean that's you have that experience they don't have. So now you're teaching them things. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I think some of them heard what I was saying and, and got it. And I think they'd be better for it. It's just at the end of the day, I want these kids to do what they deem fun in wrestling and mm-hmm. at least make something out of it over the time that they're doing it. It's just, you know, I think sometimes people have uh, unrealistic expectations for their journey. Mm-hmm. because they compare themselves to what somebody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely something that has to stop. Um, like I use people, use certain people as certain examples for certain things, because each person's journey or method of going about something may be different than the next person. Um, like I was talking to somebody recently, I was explaining to them that I use them as example about something. Um, but it's, it's like, you just can't compare yourself to everybody and i think too many kids get caught in that like i know i used to watch like uh certain wrestlers compare themselves to where myron was at the time mm-hmm. because myron was doing so much like early in his career and these kids would look at it like we've been wrestling like the same amount of time why am i not doing that it's like well myron caught something's attention that you didn't so you gotta not think about that you gotta go your path your path is different go right don't hamper your path because you're thinking about why are you not doing what Myron's doing? You're not Myron. And I think sometimes telling them that would help them understand. Then I would use like examples of some people will get signed after a handful of years of wrestling. Some people get signed after a decade plus of wrestling. It just mm-hmm. depends. Like that person catches at that time. Yep. I mean, everybody has their moment. I mean, I remember when Kevin Steen got signed, I mean, Uh, he had been wrestling for, you know, forever at that point, like over 10 years. And, you know, he didn't think he was ever going to get signed by WWE. And then uh, look at him now. I mean, dude, main event at WrestleMania was Stone Cold Steve Austin this year. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like when he originally signed, I think he was told he was never going to, to leave developmental. He was going to be in NXT until they fired him. I think is what they initially told him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like they let him have a match with arguably their biggest star at the time. Like first night on the main roster, he's doing an indie spot with John Cena. Like, I think that was the first time I ever seen somebody on WWE get powerbombed on the ring apron. Mm-hmm. Like you just never know. Like people get into places and they show improve or with their attitude or whatever they need to do. They make people happy and they show their worth. And that's what some of these kids just got to learn. It's get in there, show your worth and, the sky's the limit for you. Right. 
Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's really interesting. Like, and sometimes like, uh, when you talk about their journeys, like some people, like, you know, they, they explode for a second and then they're gone all of a sudden, and then they come back and explode again. And it's like, it's really interesting to watch some of the people, like not everybody can be, you know, go right to GCW or right to AEW or any of those. And like, you know, become a huge name overnight, but like wrestling's in this weird spot now where like WWE released so many people, AEW exists. Uh, the indie scene is like really like it, it felt like it was going to be real stagnant a couple of years ago. And then all of a sudden it's just exploded to be even more crazy and just out of this world. Like if because people told- always think that there's not something new coming, like people see people get signed up, grabbed up and they don't realize there's, there's a dude who just started training or just getting released from training to go take matches. And nobody just hasn't seen them yet. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like recently in the past uh, six months or so, I met this kid uh, down in, uh, well, he came to, like, he's from the S- Kentucky, went to the South to um, train or to go to school to be a chiropractor, but he ended up working a lot there. And then Paradigm brought him in, land in hell, like really good kid, got a solid build, really going to be great in the ring once mm-hmm. he gets it all together and you can tell the kid loves it and he's just like one booking away from somebody like having that Blake Christian type of breakout thing so like soon as he said he was moving to the northeast I started telling him like hit up this person then I started hitting up people for him because like I know he'll be a great fit in like JCW and eventually GCW. Mm-hmm. I know he'll be great for Beyond because he's going to be right in their backyard. So like I think he's already set to do a wrestling open or something like that. But it's one of those things. He's like a match with somebody that's already buzzing away from being like, oh, he's the guy that they're going to jump on his coattails like right. other people we've seen. And it's just stuff like that where like these kids exist. There's some great kids that we don't even know about right now working on their stuff and they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. We just got to quit thinking like, it's like looking at any sport. It's like Peyton Manning or, you know, whoever retires. It's like, Oh, there's no more great quarterbacks, but there's that quarterback who's like in the middle of Texas somewhere watching footballs at tires. He just hasn't been found yet. Like he hasn't gone to college. He hasn't won a national title. He's not, prominent yet but give him a year he's going to be there and there's wrestlers like that that give him a little bit of time they're going to be there this this is one of those things like i mentioned blake christian earlier it's like this kid's highlight film was floating around everybody's seen it Mm -hmm. he was there just wrestling in west tennessee doing these memphis shows and he's doing these super indie moves and nobody realized until people start saying yo 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 and like they put him in a ring and all of a sudden the kid was everywhere. Like there's a lot of these kids that are like that. They just haven't gotten that break yet. So it's one of those things. I'm never worried whenever somebody leaves the Indies or anything, because I know there's another kid waiting for that opportunity. He just hasn't been given it yet. As soon as he's given that opportunity, people are going to be wild. I guess my big thing with that was I, for a hot minute, like anybody that got just a tiny bit of buzz was getting signed. And I felt like, okay, that's fine. However, those guys that get that buzz, they usually attract these other people that then get buzz off of them because of this match that they had together. And that's how it's always kind of built in my mind is like how the next guy kind of shows up on the radar is he had this really great match with this guy who already had some buzz and those guys weren't getting the chances to have those matches because they were like, oh, this guy's got some buzz. He had a gift come out. Okay, we're going to sign him next week. So now that's off the table. And it just it felt like it, it was like snowballing like that for a hot minute. And I'm just like, well, wait a minute. Like there's, uh, yeah, there's talent out there, but like we're not going to get to see them showcase like they were. And now all those same people got released and they're coming back and we're seeing those matches and we're just like flooding with like these new guys like Alec Price, like he really caught my attention and like, he's just, wow. I got to see him live over the weekend and he was just great. Like and everything that I thought, you know, that I'd heard he lived up to and, and he was a super sweet person too. Like I got to watch him interact with some people and very nice guy. Well, it's one of those things like even like, for example, that last uh, group right after like uh, 
the 2020-2021 class. Like, I looked at somebody like Alex Zane. I was like, I don't know how long he would be there, mm-hmm. but the time that he's going to be there, this dude's going to get world-class training. And, like, he's going to come back to the Indies, depending on how long he's there, better than when he left. And dude literally came back better than when he left because mm-hmm. I knew that he was going to get great training. It's like some of these kids, whenever I see them, like I would look at what some people are doing and I would be like, they need to go to this particular place. Like when uh, Elena Black or Jay told us that like something was up, she told us like right before Fight Forever, like I told her that's awesome. She didn't tell us where she was going. But first thing I did, I looked at the boss of the house, Rebecca. And I was like, I really hope this kid's going to NXT. I was like, this kid's not ready to sink or swim in AEW. Mm-hmm. NXT is going to have that performance center and they're going to be able to refine a lot of stuff. And I was ecstatic when it was NXT because I knew she would, you know, be able to swim there and not sink. And like first time we seen her after a couple months down in, uh, Tampa for the collective and stuff, you could tell the transformation that was already happening with her. Mm-hmm. Like uh, she started carrying herself differently. Um, you could see where she was working out and a lot of the youngness of her started transforming. And like, you could tell she was a whole different person. And I think she wouldn't have had that in an AEW. And it's, this is sometimes like granted, whatever happens with her career, wherever it's a long time there or a short time there, if she ever has to come back to the Indies, she's going to be a million times better for it. Right. And it's one of those things where that's what some of these people, I think, have to look at it. Like if they are doing it, one, it allows them time to rest their body for the most part because they're not taking on the brutal schedules that these people will put themselves on on the Indies. Mm-hmm. And they're learning a heck of a lot from people. Like even if they go to AEW, I'm hoping some of those people that are there, if they're not on the show that night or they're not doing a lot, they're going up to these people that are backstage and picking brains, right. watching the show and asking why would somebody do that? Or what would you do there? And stuff like that, because there's a wealth of knowledge that's back in these locker rooms. And I hope people are talking to them, but I don't know who knows. I mean, yeah, I would hope that a lot of people are, are taking advantage of like just some of these rosters and the people and, uh, you know, like, I mean, Jesus, think about it. Like ROH is, get, is set to like, redo itself here so we're gonna there's gonna be a lot of talent that they're gonna be looking for uh when i when i watched that show um that they did over wrestlemania weekend i was so impressed with everybody that they had on there like you mentioned alex zane earlier alex zane coming back from wwe has transformed himself he came out wearing a fucking eye patch he's like a whole different guy he has like this whole gimmick now besides the whole taco bell thing and i fucking love it i think it's so cool and um Another guy that like I've really has really caught my eye and it's just it's it's late. I'm late to the game on him is um Shane Strickland. Like I remember him in MLW. I remember enjoying him there. And when he went to WWE, I saw a handful of stuff there, but I really wasn't paying attention to WWE anymore. And now that he's in uh AEW and then his match with Alexane and, and uh ROH dude is like at the top of my list of like people I want to see live and get to meet cuz he is just insanely talented oh he was one of my favorite indie wrestlers on his like last year or two of uh the indies uh when he was just collecting belts i think at the time he was uh defy champion wrestle circus champion um at one point czw champion and like the dude was just challenging himself and doing as much as he could Mm-hmm. Granted, not the hugest deathmatch wrestler, wrestling fan, but the dude did Cage of Death and did the deathmatch on uh, Lucha Underground, things like that, because he didn't just want to be a certain wrestler in a certain box. It's kind of like how, to an extent, Lee fights people saying he's a technical wrestler. Mm-hmm. They want to be all around good wrestlers. Right. And so they don't want to be put in that box of, oh, you're this stuff. No, they want to be able to say, I can do whatever you put in front of me. And Strickland for like two years did that. Anything that you put in front of him, he could do. And like he each like uh, he would make different evolutions of himself and change. Like I remember the first time I seen him, it was like short hair or something. Uh, I think he had like long tights. He looked like just plain wrestler number one. Mm -hmm. And then 
the next time I seen him, he was growing the dreads out. He had biker shorts and he had just an aura of cool to him. Like there was just nobody cooler than him Mm -hmm. for that, like two years. And then he got signed and it was like, okay, let's go. And when he got released, like soon as Sammy told me that he had him booked for a show, I was like, I was looking at our schedule and like, I hope nobody books the kid on that day. And like, we were real close to having to get a booking, but the person was going to run in, uh, in New York. So the kid couldn't take the booking. So Sammy was able to book her for the show on Saturday for me to actually take pictures of Shane, because it's literally been what almost two years. Like he signed like right before the pandemic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's been forever since I've seen or shot him at a show, but like, there's just realistically nobody cooler than him when it comes to things he does. Yeah. I, I get that vibe. And it just like, I've tried to like tell other people and they're like, Oh, it's too convoluted. It's too this. I'm just like, I don't know. I get this, this vibe off. him. like, he's the coolest fucking guy in the room. The shit that he does is just like massively talented. Like he reminds me, um, of just, uh, it's, it's even hard to put in where he's just so fucking talented and it blows my mind. Like the shit that he does. And I'm just like, how did you even think to come up with something like that for that to work in the ring? Like it just, when I see stuff like that, like I remember when I used to watch PWG uh, and before I broke my neck, when I wanted to be a wrestler still, I watched this one match. I think Ricochet and a bunch of other people were in. And after the match was done, I was like, I don't want to be a wrestler anymore. I was like, I could never fucking do any of that. I was like, that's the coolest (laughs) shit in the world to me. And I was like, I would strive to try to do that kind of thing. And I would fail miserably. So I'm not, I'm never even going to try to do it (laughs) because it was the coolest shit. Um, He just, yeah, he's just, for me, I think like if they are smart, they will strap a rocket to him in AEW and he will, they will make him champ. Cause like I think him and hangman would have some crazy matches. And I think he just portrays like that. Like you said, he's just got all that aura of cool. It's just, he's just cool. Yeah. There's nobody like literally you put him in any room and the vibe he gives off. There's nobody in that room cooler than him. No. And he's immensely like one of the smartest people out there. If you just listen to him, um, like last year in Tampa, he came over and was, uh, kind of hanging out during, I think either spring break or I want to say it was spring break and like, uh, Lee came out of the locker room and he pulled Lee to the side and he just started like word vomiting, giving Lee all this advice. And it was like cool to just stand there and watch like him pass this knowledge on to Lee. Mm-hmm. Cause it's one of those things like um, after he was gone, um, I was helping Trey get into revolver. And one of the things that Sammy said to him, he was like, you remind me of Strickland with the stuff that you do in the ring and stuff. And I was like, I looked at Sammy and said, nah, that one ain't, ain't Strickland. I could show you the one that's Strickland. His name is Lee Moriarty. I was like, honestly, if you take Lee and, and Trey and mash them together, then you have Strickland. I was like, but Lee got to, you know, has it more than Trey does. I was like, that's the one you need to see. And it was just cool to see that come full circle and this man's passing information onto him. And like the stuff he was saying, like, like I said earlier about how I would listen to people and what they would say and, I would pass that same stuff on to other people. So like immediately I start telling my kid like stuff that I was hearing, you know, Shane say, I was like, yeah, what you need to do is this because he was saying do this to challenge yourself and match it. Like, especially if you're wrestling somebody that you wrestled a million times or that you think you're not going to have fun with, do little things to make it fun for you. And like, I've actually seen, you know, like Lee do stuff like that. I've seen the kid actually use that advice that I heard Shane give. And it's amazing to watch people do these things because it was amazing information that he was providing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool to be able to, uh, see that kind of stuff go around and, um, man, the talent's just, uh, exploding everywhere. It's, It's really cool. And so let's, let's bring it back to the, uh, big Starks brand invitational. Um, so there's not a whole lot known. We know what two entrants right now. Um, I'm excited for those two entrants. Uh, is this going to be an eight person tournament? Yeah. Eight people. It was, okay. It was one day, brother. We ain't got that much. Time. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I've been to some shows out that way <laughs> paradigm where it's like five hours. So, you know, um, I don't like holding people hostage. 
people got <laughs> stuff to do. It's a Sunday and we all want to go home. Uh, Trust me, I've had arguments with the leadership of one half of the paradigm uh, booking <laughs> stuff and me and him, do, we do not see eye to eye. There is no reason to have 30, 40 matches. Nobody loves wrestling that much. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, you get uh, tired out by like match 30 and then you come back around for the second wave. And No, you don't. No, <laughs> you never do. You never do. Brother, uh, after some of these shows that I've shot on these really long weekends, there was one show a couple of weekends ago where I was literally falling asleep ringside taking pictures because <laughs> I was so tired. Oh, man. But yeah, we got eight people in the tournament. Then I think there's a tag match and then the kid's gonna have a match okay okay so like one of our things that i want to do with this as long as we can do them and as long as i have my kid is the kid will never be in the tournament so the following year she will face the winner of the previous tournament okay so this year she will face brayden lee okay that's oh that's awesome i love brayden lee and so next year if we do it she of course will face the winner of this tournament and so the people in this tournament um originally i wanted alex kane but alex had another opportunity that came up so he asked me if it would be cool if he bowed out and took it i told him go ahead so right now we have uh jj garrett uh brandon kirk pat monix saving gage sonico cole radrick and ace Perry. um and then one more to be named um i pitched the idea of who i want um, it's up to the kid and um, her mom to agree to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited for that. The uh, there's some good names in there. That's really cool. I was actually thinking about this the other day too. Um, Cause I think you and I had a discussion about Ace Perry and about how like he's got it, but he's missing something. And I was, I was just kind of like, I was watching uh, Encino man. And he, like, the way that he dresses sometimes reminds me of Polly Shore and Encino Man. I think it's the hair. Like, it could be the hair, too, yeah. And, like, so, some of, like, the clothes that he wears, because, like, he does the fishnet and stuff, and I'm like, uh, Polly had, like, some, like, I think he had fishnet on in that movie at some point with something else. Probably. I, f- I feel like uh, maybe he should just, like, lean into, like, being, like, the uh, the crazy 90s, like do like that and just be like you know a uh, wheeze in the juice and and maybe you know give him, give him a little <laughs> bit of a character and like make him a little bit uh more interesting than just a a, a really talented flippy guy and uh maybe he can uh connect better with people maybe that's what it is i would spitballing things like randomly i thought of it and i was like oh, i gotta i gotta tell mouse about that because it kind of made me chuckle when i saw it if he probably did it most people think that it's original and wouldn't probably get it unless they're of a certain age true True, but I think it would. I think it would hit with. I think it could hit with the right certain fans. I think he's he's got enough oh, talent to make it work. Get away with it. Like I think people would probably be into it, and it'd be one of those things where people would think that it's extremely original. Right. They just really probably don't remember any of Pauly Shore's stuff. <laughs> like if I tell people to lean at certain things all the time, most of them don't listen to me. But it's like lean into something, especially from the the nineties or the eighties. People aren't going to remember it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I've told Trey a million times to watch Demolition Man and just become Simon Phoenix. Oh he my God! Yes, that'd be fucking sweet. I'm gonna if I see him, I'm gonna yell at him next time I see him. But I, I think he's never watched the movie. But I'm like, dude, just be that despicable of a person, right? Like be Wesley Snipes as Simon Phoenix. You could get away with it. You want to be this so-called bad guy? That's what you need to do. Become Simon Phoenix. Yeah, when I see him at the OWA show, I'm, I'm going to tell him he has to do that. That's that's smart that he needs to do that because, yeah, that would be perfect for him. Yeah, it came to me when I was watching Demolition Man like a few years back. I was like, Trey should totally do this. Like, I don't know why he's not. Like, I, then I thought about it. I was like, wait, he's a child. He's never seen this movie. <laughs> well, I feel like him getting a chance to be in the ring with like AC Mack, um, is definitely something where I think something could rub off there because AC Mac definitely, I get those vibes from him uh, a little bit uh, of, of, um, of Simon oh, he's Phoenix. He's definitely a person that I think he watched every bad guy ever in every bad guy movie or every bad guy in wrestling and just pulled all of it. Like 
Ace Mack had the supper run where he literally just low blowed, low blowed everybody. He was just kicking everybody in their junk. Yep. Like I want to say that was the entire match with uh, <laughs> with Ison. I think it was just kick to the balls, kick to the balls, kick to the balls, pin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like uh, several times throughout the match. Yeah, and then like especially at the end. Yeah, he uh, he he was another one of my favorites to watch rise. Like I like I didn't know about him until SUP, and then like he kept showing up, and he had all these belts and all this kind of stuff, and uh, and that actually made me check out Action Wrestling and everything else and like our our uh relationship there bloomed like i got our logo on their ring apron now which is just i get a big smile on my face anytime i see a photo from there and i see our logo on the ring it just it's nice and i love them down there i need to get down there and see a show because uh i love action action shows always seem like they deliver so yeah get down there and do a weekend uh i think usually whenever they run uh twe usually runs like the next day okay yeah that's that's in the works i'm eventually gonna have to do that especially um as much as i love action and like i I make sure i watch all their shows and keep up with what's going on there because they're they're one of my favorite promotions that i kind of found during the pandemic when a lot of other people weren't running or uh you know were intermittently running and then just i'm not a big deathmatch guy so like there was companies that were running all the time but it just wasn't my thing so but they, I found action and I'm like, I love this. It's like Southern wrestling, but mixed with some cool stuff. And it just, it, it's, it's cool. I like the vibes there. So uh, before we wrap this up, um, I guess I'll give you a platform to kind of put some stuff over. I got some questions as far as like, what, what's been your favorite company to go and, and shoot and, and be around? Like what, uh, which one like is your favorite now when you see it on the schedule, you're like, yes, I can't wait to go there and hang out. First wrestling and Palooza. Okay. It's literally should be the Disney world of every wrestling fan. It it just encompasses everything that you may want to see or may not want to see. Like it, like literally the idea of my Fright Night crap Mm -hmm. is birthed from Subcraps, Bizarro Lucha, and Wrestlepalooza. One, it runs in First Avenue where they shot Purple Rain. Two, standing room crowd wall-to-wall people they mix burlesque dancers and musical acts and it's beyond a wrestling show it's a party it's literally one of the funnest things i've ever been a part of like whenever the kids got a first wrestling booking i can't wait i look forward to it and that's eric cannon's promotion right yes okay that's what i thought and it's also one of those things where it's not like he's like blow the budget booking it these days. It's not like he's grabbing every national act and putting them on a show and there's no locals or anything. Mm-hmm. Primarily the cards mixed with the local talent that he's had a help in training. And that's just cool. And it's one of those things where it delivers and all the fans are happy to be there and they're excited to watch it. And they're going nuts from the time the show starts to the show ends. Like it literally like put it on your list of things to go to. I think uh, we watched one for IWTV guide and I really enjoyed it. And uh, it definitely has that party atmosphere, something. I promise you that video is not going to do it justice. <laughs> you you, you got to go. You got to okay. be in the mix. You got to be part of it. You, you got to go there. Okay. I will add that to my list then. Um, and one final one, because. Uh, you have had an impeccable record of picking people. Who should I be watching right now? Give, give me five uh, names I should be watching if you can. Well, number one is the kid I told you about earlier, Landon mm-hmm. Hill. Um, he's currently, like I said, living in the Northeast because I think he took a job in Boston. Um, but he's he's got the look of a wrestler. He's got the moves. He's going to be really, really, really good. Um, Saving Gage is a good kid. He's out of uh, Chicago. Um, he's starting to get a lot of opportunities with like uh, freelance. Um, I think he might've done a little bit of AAW, but once people catch on and he starts breaking out a little bit, then he's going to do great things. Um, JDX, um, he is a Academy kid. Um, I met him at glory pro. Um, literally the kid had one of the best seminar matches I've ever seen in my life. It was him and uh, Darius Airwolf in a seminar match in front of uh, D'Lo Brown. When they were finished, D'Lo looked at him and said, I have nothing to tell you. <laughs> like, he 
broke everybody else's matches down and told them what they did great. It did, you know, whatever. But he mm-hmm. just looked at I, I have nothing. That was perfect. And then was shocked when the kid said he's never been a bad guy in a ring, but he was a bad guy that day. He's like, you naturally come off like one. How have you never done it? Um, then uh, Devon Monroe, uh, ultra talented kid. Um, he's gotten to do some uh, Effie's Big Gate Brunch. He's done a bunch of uh, first stuff, and he's starting to get a lot of opportunities with Black Label. So um, he should have a big year. Okay. Um, the kid recently wrestled uh, Tuesday against a young lady out of Indianapolis named uh, Rachel Armstrong. Okay. Um, the girl can do a 450. Oh. Little tiny little girl can do a 450. Um, <laughs> so once she gets more matches underneath her belt, tons of upside. Um, she just got to, you know, start getting out there. And I think that will happen in time. Mm-hmm. But ultra talented. Um, and then another kid that I'm, I'm big on is uh, Jason Hotch out of uh, Toledo. Ultra talented kid. Like, has the look. He looks like a like a young AJ Styles, the way he's built. Okay. Probably bigger, actually. But ultra talented, trained by Trey Miguel. So, you know, he's going to have the moves. Mm-hmm. But cool. there's, there's tons of kids out there. It's just a matter of people noticing them and them, like, doing their thing. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I like to, I, I always like to ask like, Hey, who should I be watching? I asked Dom the other day. Uh, well, actually it was a couple of weeks ago for our indie wrestler spotlight. And, um, he gave us a list of like 10 names and I was like, all right. And I gave the list to, uh, my buddy, Josh, who, who does the show now in my place. And he, uh, started contacting them and getting information and, and starting to go through the list. And, uh, I think I'm going to give them this list too. And, uh, let them, let them experience a lot of these guys. Cause, uh, I try to make yeah, them whenever, uh, the girl fight show is edited and out. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it might go to high spots. I don't know, but if I can get you a copy of it, I would get you a copy of it. So you can see the match. Like this little girl is going to be real good. And I think she's maybe a year in at that. I'd be happy to see it. That's uh, I like to see a lot of the new talent and like, there's been so much, like I've stepped out of my comfort zone with wrestling a lot lately. Um, I, probably the last two years and found like a lot of like wrestlers that I probably wouldn't have like thought about or cared about before. Um, and, and really fell in love with like a handful of like, um, these women wrestlers like Trisha Dora and, uh, Edith surreal. And like they, I finally got to meet them and like, they are like two of my favorites. I will stop what I'm doing and watch their match when it comes on. Like I love watching them wrestle and um, I, I keep finding more and more. And it's like, you know, while, uh, you know, five, six years ago, I would have told you, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of women's wrestling, but watching it now and seeing like all these ultra talented people, it's just, it's awesome. And like with, with the recent stuff that Billy's done in, um, uh, black label um and everything like that it's it's been really fun to see her um her matches like i remember her match with kylie ray and i remember her match with yana perrazzo and um it's just been really cool to get to see her uh have those big profile matches and um the talent's just there it's like it's so cool to see all this talent now that like i feel like just didn't exist when i first got into wrestling and i love to see how far they've come and, and, and like they're, you know, a lot of them are more talented than a lot of the, the regular roster that I see in some places. There's tons of great wrestlers out there. Uh, no matter the gender, it's just a matter of people putting a spotlight on them or them having opportunities to wrestle wrestlers better than them. And that's one of the things that people got to do. We need more wrestlers, wrestling wrestlers better than them, not just good wrestlers, wrestling good wrestlers. Mm-hmm. There's, that's the only way to bring some of these kids up. Like, that's one thing I would apply to uh, AIW with. Um, they're very good about mixing these younger guys with these well-traveled great wrestlers, which levels these dudes up. It's one of the things that they go back to Lee that helped Lee level up over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. He was getting fed better wrestlers than him every time he went out there, which made him look like a bigger star in the eyes of other people, which then made him 
become on that level and you need more of that yeah the uh i feel like the next guy that they're they're bringing along right now is isaiah broner and uh he's got the the hype around him the crowd is just into everything he does uh his match with kaplan was was insane uh the stuff that they did and just how hard they they hit each other i mean when they were throwing bombs at each other like they like you could hear the smacks when you were like the way that the crowd was at the place it was intense and uh and I, the match i wanted to see so bad when they announced suzuki was wrestling at aiw isaiah broner versus suzuki that's that's my money match and i'm so excited i get to be there for that that's gonna that's gonna t- like I, I keep saying it's gonna take him to the next level and uh i feel like you know, they, they also announced Eddie Kingston for Gauntlet for the Gold, and people are already like, uh, let's see Isaiah Brunner versus Eddie Kingston because. Then that means he's doing his job if uh, the people that have been around it for years watching AIW are saying he's the one. So mm-hmm. he keeps it up. It will only extend to him getting more opportunities outside and helping him bring more light back to AIW. It's kind of like, I think Thorne brought up like Danhausen and when he broke out and how I guess the fans or the young kids uh, got excited because they were like, oh, Thorne's book and Danhausen, not knowing the Danhausen character that they see today was created at AIW. Yep. I was there for it and I uh, absolutely love it. And uh, I, I love that he, he does this uh, toy convention. Um, they do it like two or three times a year. And so Toy far, Ohio. yeah, Toy Ohio. And since he, since they brought him in the first time, I keep telling him, bring him back, bring him back, bring him back. I love seeing him at the show. I get to hang out with him for a bit. And he always has one of the biggest lines. So, I mean, he's, everybody loves that Dan Housen. And he's just, and it's so cool to see, I mean, even like him from going from like, I mean, I'm not going to wrestle anymore to look at him now. Like he was just in the ring with like William Regal and cursed William Regal and Regal sold it. So like, blew my fucking mind oh i remember watching this dude coming to rockstar pro and get his chest beat in on a weekly basis until he realized like i'm not going anywhere with this i'm losing money and that's when he made the switch to aiw mm-hmm. and it was just the right mix they stuck him in the production and he started doing those videos on his own just in his spare time and started figuring and toying with stuff and tweaking things until he got it to where it is. Yep. I love it. He's one of my favorite uh, stories to be able to tell that I saw him in all these tiny little places to him and Lee. And just, there's so many, like, it's so cool to just be there at the beginning of their journey and see where they go. And just be like, that's, that's awesome. That's cool to watch them get their reach your dreams and stuff like that. It's really neat. All right. So we've been talking for about an hour. Um, we got all kinds of information about big Starks brand tournament. Uh, the Invitational, I'm excited for that. I'll get to see you there for that. Uh, anything else you'd like to plug before we go? Nope. All right. Well, you can find him on Twitter if he's uh, not being mean. Uh, maybe you can say hi. I know some of our friends call you Mr. Mouse now. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited that that meeting got to happen, too. You got to, you got to meet Josh uh, at uh, JCW, I believe. Yes. So that's, that's super cool. Um, getting the, the worlds to collide there a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, I will, uh, I'll put this all up over. Uh, I think it's going to come out next Tuesday. I'll, I'll put it all over on social media for you. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll uh, get some more attention on the show and all that kind of fun stuff. Cause I'm, I'm super excited for it. Like I think uh, summer's just bought our tickets to like two days ago. So cool. It should be a fun time no matter what. Oh yeah. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I was excited for it when it was going to be at the arena because I'd never been there before. So you, now that it's going to be at this I, other place. Cool. I saved you. I saved you from probably getting hepatitis. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, I'll get to see you at this, this other venue. So I'm excited for that. And it's closer to Columbus is much closer than having to go down there. So I'm excited that it's only a couple hour drive. All right, man. Thank should, you again. Be a great weekend. Appreciate it. And uh, I'll definitely see you there. Absolutely. I got six jobs, I don't get Six jobs, I don't give a time. Father, full time artist. Ex guard, he said, grind harder, learn.
from every time you ever fail. If it never fail, just grind smarter. Iron sharpen, you the dag on they hindquarters, and they all acting. Rap game, I'm a pallbearer. Kill me, get a call after. First look, it was all laughter. Kevin Gates, no small matter. Made men believe when they didn't believe. Dive in the crowd, no safety holders. Got in the booth, no safety on it. Aiming, I shoot for the stars. Got the award, I ain't win no awards. Only mean the one thing, don't get tired of going Trying to get it how I live I want them dead presidents I, I wanna pull up, up. Head spin Get it, get flat I got six jobs I don't get it We share a car, my hat, never couldn't afford flights, no air trail, still rice crispy like sand gravel, walking testament of what can happen, the moment you follow your heart, keeping the faith even when it get dark, they can give up as I tell them get lost, six years ago I just purchased a farm, most likely the one that you cannot afford, right foot on the gas, well let's see, I could be accelerating, I'm doing the dance, chick that I'm with, shawty be doing her shit, and it's okay to say that she bad, look to the right and I give her a grade, it's gonna be no grade, it's gonna be no grade. I was trying to get it high, I want them dead presidents. I wanna pull up, head spin, get it, get fly. I got six jobs, I don't get it. Don't play with the hustle, you eat or you stuff. Don't make me pretend it's just be who you are. I ain't never changed been like this from the start. Only meaning one thing, don't get tired, I go hard. I'm get tired. Don't play with the hustle, you eat or you stuff. I'm get tired. Don't make me pretend it's just be who you are. Get it, get flat. I got six jobs. I don't get tired. I was trying to get it out.